Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. So, we want to talk about God's wisdom and kindness towards us and then how we can share it with others. And so, our first question tonight is going to go to Sister Jennifer Burgess. Um, The first question is, we've all heard the phrase, a woman's intuition. This is the world's way of describing the insight that a woman has, primarily for her family. And all women naturally have an intuition, but God's wisdom, of course, is deeper. So, can you describe a time in your life when God gave you wisdom for a certain situation and how everything worked out? Okay, so I say a lot, God's got this. It's very cliche, but I say it all the time because he does. No matter what it, what it is that you are going through, no matter what's happening, God's got this. And it's all going to be all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the end. That is my, that's my motto. Um, so I've had a lot of, I'm sure we all have, you know, we've had that little gut feeling where, especially when the kids are toddlers and it's silent and you know that that's not good. Um, But one of the times that um, I was thinking about was, um, for those of you that don't know, we're an Army family. Um, And one of our earliest duty stations, we were um, stationed far away from our family, far away from our church. And um, we were living in a house that was making my kids sick. My husband's command was not the greatest. He was gone. He was TDY, which is temporary duty. He was home one week at a month for two years. And through it all, I I just, no matter what adversarial um, moment came, I always just knew in my gut it was going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. We just have to get through this. And it did work out all right. His command, um, anyway, they are not there anymore. Um, And the house is not there anymore. And, but when I think about that time in my life, it's not the negative. It's not he was gone all the time. It's not the house. It's not how sick my kids were. It's not how troubled things were for him at work. It's about our church family. Um, and God placed us in a place where both of us were very low. We were really struggling. Um, and he placed us in a church family that just gathered us up, they loved us, they cared for us, they came alongside us, and so um, to me that was God being kind, because he knew what I needed. He knew that I needed a church family that would gather around me, and um, so that's not, I don't know, it's, you know, I knew it would be okay, and it did work out okay, but that's how God showed his kindness to us. Amen. Sister Lori, would you like to answer that question as well? Yes, sure. Um, I always say women have a sixth sense for sure. Like we have an intuition like no other in the world. We, um, it's one of those things. It's like when a woman knows, we know. No matter what, we know. And most of the time our husband will say, yep, you were right about that. So, um, you know, that, that's always something that I... I'm serious about because when I get an intuition about something or I feel something, a lot of times, you know, I will 
talk about it, and I will express that. And it's very important that you listen to your gut feeling and you listen to what God is trying to tell you. And you're sensitive to what's going on around you in any time you know, you have an intuition, just be sensitive enough to follow God's words and his, and his wisdom. And, um, one time in my life, when my children were little, I had a really gut feeling about someone. Uh, this was another person in my family, but there was just something just not quite right about this person. Like I just felt it, but everybody thought, you know, oh, you're just, you're just being nervous about it. You're just, you're worried for nothing. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, there's just something not right about this person. And in my gut feeling, and as a mother, I listened to my, to my heart and listened to my intuition because later on it was found that this person, another person in our family, actually uh, had abused many children. And I was just glad as a mother I was sensitive and I was able to protect my family and my children from that person. So, ladies, if anything, I could tell you, always listen to your gut feeling, especially when it comes to your children and, and your family. So, Amen. Sister Kara. Well, I would like to preface my response with the verse that I endeavor to pray every morning. And it's Psalms 19:14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. However, I like to add to that. I don't want to be just acceptable to God. I want to be acceptable and pleasing to him. And so that's kind of the way I tailor that verse. It's just my little thing. Um, so... I want to be acceptable and pleasing in his sight. Whatever is in my heart is likely to be reflected in what comes out of my mouth <laughs> anytime during the day. Therefore, I truly do seek to honor God in all that I say, think, or do. Now, I am sure not perfect, and I sure do mess up. But I have a wonderful God that helps me get back on track and endeavor to be acceptable and pleasing to him. So I endeavor to pray this every day. Because depends on where life has taken me that day. I nanny. That's my job. And a couple of years ago, um, I started nannying for a family. And I prayed the whole way there. <laughs> oh, dear God, please help me to be a light to them. And I didn't want to just be another Christian person. I wanted their, them to see a difference in me, and that was my prayer. And so um, living a life that honors God results in, it resulted in this family noticed that I wasn't the ordinary Christian. I didn't say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and then turn around and cuss. <laughs> you know? So, um, I thank the Lord that he helped me to be the light that I needed to be. However, um, I did pray for wisdom in what I could say when the time came. I pray that the Lord would open their hearts so that they would be receptive to truth. And in the meantime, I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> and so... I am, yeah, it is hard to do sometimes. Um, but, like, I'm nev I've never been of the personality that 
I went to school gateway with one of the girls that she was this dynamo. Like, you walk into McDonald's with her, and she would, like, be witnessing to everybody. And I'm like, oh, dear God. (laughs) That's just not me, you know? I'm like, couldn't we see, like, if there's a hunger there or something, you know? (laughs) Anyway, so, like, I truly wanted to be wise in what I said. And so, anyway... Um, so little discussions transpired, um, as I was doing my job throughout that first year. And when that first year was kind of coming to a close, the door really started opening up. And one particular day, we had a three hour discussion when I was finished working and that wisdom that I had prayed for, oh my goodness, it was kind of wisdom and anointing kind of tied together. And as a result of that, a few months later, she came to church with me. As a result, a few months later, she got baptized and received the Holy Ghost right in the tank. That's what wisdom does, asking God for wisdom. So um, it's important that we interact with people gently. Um, being, I, I, You know, there's a time and a place for everything where you, you can be bold, but... Definitely use wisdom, and God will lead you. Amen. I love that. Wisdom and anointing. It's perfect. Our second question, we're going to start with Sister Lori Harvey. Um, Wisdom isn't always something that is taught, but most of the time it's something that is first observed and then caught. So what are some ways that women can catch wisdom here at church through prayer, through Bible reading, etc.? Can you share a moment in your life Um, where you gained insight into what biblical knowledge really is? I think that I actually gained insight into biblical wisdom was when I became a mother. That, you know, I always read the Word of God and you know, thought about God, prayed throughout my life. But when I actually had children and got into the church, that's when the biblical wisdom came. When I started studying the Word of God and applying the Word of God, um, you know, because I realized that there were more souls now that I had to look out for my children. I was therefore responsible for their souls and raising them in truth and, and in wisdom and in kindness and in love. And you know, as women, we just have to be sure that we're full of wisdom and we're able to live that example and catch that example by other women in leadership roles and other women who not only, you know, they walk it. They don't just talk it. They walk it. And they live it every day by following God's Word and praying and fasting and, and digging into Bible studies and just fellowshipping with other women of like faith, you know, and having someone to talk to and someone that will give you advice and, and someone maybe a little older than you that might have a few years more living for God that, that's more experienced in their walk with God. Someone who might have advice that can help you in your life and in the decisions and everything that you're going through, you know, and definitely just, it's definitely called. It's not something you're taught. So, you know, just keep that in mind whenever you're 
thinking about wisdom and trying to catch that vision, you know. So the people that you surround yourself with influence you. So choose your friends who have healthy habits. Um, When you see one, somebody that exudes wisdom, observe them, talk to them, find out more, (laughs) you know. Um, Somebody said the more wisdom a person has, the more likely it is that he will succeed in living a good life. And to that I say, one filled with wisdom. (laughs) Um, Hearing God's word, reading God's word, listening to the pastor, choosing to have good godly company. When praying, ask God to help you to have that godly trait. Um, As I reflected a little bit on my homeschool days, um, I chose to surround myself with people that homeschooled with what I thought was excellence. And I mean, granted, not everybody was like excellent, perfecto with it because it's a journey. Um, But you can learn from others. And so I chose to like surround myself with people that I could learn from, that, that, you know, that I could become wiser. Um, So what my thought was, you know, if I am going to homeschool these children, I want to do it with everything within me. I want to do an excellent job and apply that to wisdom. You know, if you want to have wisdom, surround yourself with those that are wise. Amen. Great answer. Sister Jennifer. Um, to your point, Kira, I, I feel that way too. You, you find those. I do that, you know, in church, do that professionally, do that, you, you know, church and personal, that's pretty much the same thing. But it, it's true that if you find those that are wiser than you and you are next to them, you're going to be more likely to catch that wisdom. Um, I think that with prayer um, and it, it, you have to start living life before you can actually start seeing prayer at work. Um, if I stay in my little box at my house, I'm never going to see my prayers at work. And um, I'm never going to see the growth. I'm never going to grow. I'm not, I'm not going to gain the wisdom. I'm not going to gain that foundation um, of scripture. So I, I do think that you have to really get out and start living before, um, before you start seeing that growth. Um, I think, you know, you can, you can quote scriptures all day, but if you don't have that foundation, it's not going to, it's not going to help you. It's not going to matter. You have to have the foundation. You have to have the, the contacts. And, um, I think that also sometimes when we're praying, we start, you know, we expect that when we pray that when God answers our prayer, it's we're getting what we want. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes the, um, the answer is to strengthen the understanding that you are gaining as you're going through whatever it is you're praying about. Um, and um, so I, I, just to back up what the other ladies have said, surround yourself with people that you feel and you believe have the wisdom of God with them. Um, let that be your company because, you know, birds of a feather. And so yes. it's very cliche, but it's true. 
it's my dad used to tell me that all the time when I was a kid. He's like, if you want, if you want people to think well of you, hang around people that people think well of. And I, I, I think it's very true. Amen. It's very true, yes. Um, we're going to shift gears and talk about kindness. And um, it's a biblical commandment. We all know this. But it's also a virtue for godly women to possess. And when we think of ministry, we usually think of, you know, praying and laying our hands on somebody, seeing miracles. Um, but we've also learned that kindness ministers to people. In fact, empathy can be such a powerful, powerful tool um, to see people healed, to, to um, relate to somebody. It's, 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 very, it's very powerful and it's very effective. So can you share, or how can kindness be used to minister to someone, and can you share a story where you saw kindness make a spiritual impact um, in a situation? And we'll start with Sister Kara. So I had to look up the definition of kindness. The quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Kindness is truly being selfless, caring, compassionate, and unconditionally kind. It's also being considerate, courteous, helpful, and understanding of others. That pretty much explains it. Kindness can be used to give a smile, a nice word, do an unexpected deed, perhaps plan a surprise visit, or give a hug. It's amazing what one little act of kindness can do for somebody. It could make their day. It can spread joy. It could plant a smile on an exhausted or stressed face. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So there's a difference in my perspective, between being kind and allowing someone to take advantage of you. Having healthy boundaries and being assertive keeps you from being a pushover or taken advantage of. Keep a good balance of kindness in your life. As a mom, there were many times that my children would mm, provoke me to feel like letting them have it over their actions. However, well, sometimes I did. I'm just going to be honest. But <laughs> let's be for real. We're human. <laughs> but <clears throat> when I was acting wiser, <laughs> I, I would check myself, and I'm like, okay, Lord, you're just going to have to help me here. And showing kindness with the proper amount of firmness could present a valuable teaching point that leads to a God encounter that impacts their life forever. So the same applies to not only children, but your spouse, your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever. Be kind. Great answer. Kindness wins. <laughs> Sister Jennifer. I, too, looked it up. The, the, um, the definition I found was of a generous and empathetic spirit. So it's the same thing. But um, so to me, kindness is one of our most important qualities um, because we are the only Jesus that some people will see. There are people that I interact with on a daily basis that will never meet Sister Anna. And um, well, I won't say never, 
but they may never meet Sister Anna. And so they need to see Jesus in me. And if I am being mean and I am being ugly, why would they want to be like me? Why would they want to be around me? Um, so I try to think of that when, when I am feeling a little unkind, is that I want, I want to be that light. And I am not perfect either. Um, but there, I try to temper that and, and not say all the things that I want to say, just bite my tongue. Um, and I've, um, I've been in situations where, and we all have, um, but I've, I was in a situation where I was um, being treated unfairly. I was being lied about and talked about, and um, I, I really wanted to say all the things that I thought of that person, and I didn't. And, you know, I, I, I pulled out my oil because I do believe in anointing the premises. Um, I pulled out my oil. I anointed that location. And even though, you know, that person did not um, get what they had coming to them, in my opinion, um, <laughs> being real, I, <laughs> I was protected. I did not respond the way I really wanted to. I, I kept my tongue, you know, I kept my lips closed. I didn't say the things I wanted to say. I didn't do the things I wanted to do. I was protected. The, again, the situation resolved itself. And that's, you know, I, I started out by saying, you know, God's got this. He's got it. He's got you, no matter what the situation is. And I can look back multiple times throughout my life that he's got it. It always works out in the end. Everything works out in the end. And um, so my kindness, even though it was not what I wanted to do, it paved the way for me, and it kept the situation from spiraling out of control. And um, it, it kept me, because now I, I don't have to go back and apologize to that person either, because then you know when you're unkind, you have to go apologize. <laughs> and so I did not have to go apologize. It kept my heart where it needed to be, and he kept me in check. Sister Lori. Yes, that's true. It does keep you from having to apologize. Because for some reason, I'm the one that God always says, now you need to go apologize <laughs> every time. But that's so true. And I, too, looked up the word kindness, of course. It is considerate, compassionate, and also mer merciful. Uh, I think kindness is very, very important, uh, especially you know, not only in our everyday life and on our jobs and people we, you know, commune with on a daily basis, but also in our home with our spouses and our children. I think kindness is actually, you know, not only a trait or a characteristic or a fruit of the spirit, part of the fruit of the spirit, but, you know, it's, it's action. You know, you can choose to be kind or to be sour you can choose to give a smile at someone in Walmart or take a moment to be kind because you never know what someone's going through. You might very well save that person from something drastic that day. Just a little bit of kindness goes a long way. Um, it's just very important, especially as women of God, we must be kind. Um, and like the lady said, or like Jennifer said, it's, it's going to save you a lot of trouble in the long run. Um, 
But when you take time and you put that into action and you show kindness and you're merciful upon people, you know, I think God will bless you and reward you. Uh, One time in my life, I took a few moments to, I did home health years ago, and I was, I love elderly people. I always have. They're just my heartbeat, but I was the one that always took time, you know, to to reach out to people when they were lonely or scared or afraid, you know, the the ones that lived alone. And one time, uh, I started showing kindness to this lady. It was Miss Allie. She was the sweetest little lady. Well, she she was a Baptist woman all her life, and um, I decided to start showing her some kindness and taking time with her. And I did, and she was 85 years old. Well, I invited her to church. You know, I took her to Walmart a few times and spent some time with her. And um, she actually decided she wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name one one Sunday. And then the very next Sunday, she came back. I took time out of my day to go pick her up. And she, you know, you had to transport her in a wheelchair, but showing her love and kindness, say, you know, basically saved her soul because the following Sunday, God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, so that little act of kindness where it just started, you know, with a smile, hi, how are you spending time with that person saved her soul. So ultimately it's very, very important. So. Amen. That's wonderful. We're going to move on to question number four. God is loving, but he also shows that kindness to us. The kindness of God is visible and evident among his people. So how have you seen the direct kindness of God impact your life? We'll start with Sister Jennifer. So God always knows what we need. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about the, the definition of kindness. It's, you know, being generous, being empathetic. And... Um, I can, I can look at multiple examples throughout my life um, where when we look back, we can see, um, we can see God's steps, right, how he's ordered everything, when at the time it may, not have, um, it may not have been what we thought we wanted. It may not have been what we thought we needed. But when you look at everything as a whole, you can see where he has moved and... Um, like I said before, we were an Army family. Um, one time, we were on orders to Germany, which I was not super excited about because um, my husband was also on orders to Iraq right after we arrived. And um, I, I was pretty devastated. I was not happy. I did not want to go across the world and have my husband leave me in a foreign country. That was something that had... It was like my my big fear when he joined the army and um but that's what happened we went we arrived and when we arrived our um our army community was was there and um i had what what we spouses call our deployment buddy and she was another christian and she was just she just she was a, she was exactly what I needed at the time. And um, we did two deployments while we were in Germany. And both times I had two very different deployment buddies, but they were exactly what I needed at that season in my life. And, you know, 
looking back, you know, my big fear was going to a foreign country and being left there. I did it. I'm here. I, you know, my faith in God is stronger. Um, and I just, you know, to me, that was just putting those people in our paths was just one, one more way that God was showing, see, I've got you. It's, it's fine. You're going to be okay. I've got you. Everything will be okay. Amen. It's beautiful. Sister Lori. Sorry. Yes, God's love and kindness has definitely directed every footstep of my life. Uh, God's kindness has impacted my life in so many ways. I mean, when I think about where I came from, you know, all the times I have messed up, all the times I have failed, all the times that I don't do what I should do, you know, when you know to do it. It's like his kindness is always there. His love and kindness is always there to pick me back up and get me back on the straight and narrow, you know, to say. Um, he's definitely, his love and kindness is just so mind-blowing to me because I definitely don't deserve it. I don't deserve his kindness. Um, I'm thankful for his kindness. I'm not going to take three minutes on this question because that's about all I have to say because I think Jennifer did a good job. But God has definitely, his kindness has impacted my life every single day, every single breath I take. So, Amen. so God has placed people in my life that have demonstrated kindness to me and to others that are around me. I immediately thought of um, my parents. I feel that they demonstrated kindness um, many, many, many times. <laughs> um, and since they are kind people, um, they were an excellent example and in front of me. And, you know, when, somebody, when you're around somebody and they're kind, it kind of rubs off on you. You just kind of want to be that way, you know? Um, so also observing other people besides family, uh, friends, leaders, pastors, mentors, showing kindness has impacted me to continue to strive to show kindness to others. Have you ever been around someone that just, it's like kindness just seeped from their pores and you walk away and it's like, oh, man, I want to be like that, you know? And so... Likewise, God is kind. He's loving. He's compassionate. He's forgiving. And I want to be like him. So I want to endeavor to extend kindness to others as well. Amen. That's beautiful. I love the way you put that. We want to be like Jesus every, time, every chance we get. This last question, ladies, is my favorite question. So what would you say to a woman who feels like negativity is all around her and every decision that she has in life is a bad one. How can she begin to create a more positive and a kind environment for herself and to start making wise decisions? We'll start with Sister Lori. Okay, yes. I would say that someone who feels like negativity is all around you just keep walking, keep moving forward, keep pressing toward the mark, stay in God's word, make sure you pray every day, 
you know, have friends, people you can talk to, someone you can call and say, hey, you know, I'm going through this. Just have support, have people to support you, have people you can call on and, and try to stay positive. And as long as you're staying and walking in God's word, you're going to be positive. I would definitely just recommend you doing that each and every day. Um, and if you're making bad decisions, just turn around. Think about it. Don't react and make decisions out of emotion. That's, I find most of the time that's when I mess up or I make a wrong decision. It's because I'm making it out of my emotions and how I'm feeling at that moment. But if you'll take time to always put God first, always ask God to help you make decisions in your life, you'll probably make more positive decisions. It's very important. Um, and just create an environment, you know, a positive, kind environment for your home. Because as women, we set the tone in our home. We set the temperature. We know what, I guess, makes our husband either click or, or makes him happy. We know. We know how to create a positive atmosphere. And it, we just have to do it and stay in God's word. And if we follow and pray and stay in his word every day, do our devotion and I know, you know, everyone says that. Well, just pray, just pray. But you know what? It's the truth. That's the answer. The answer is God. The answer is prayer. And the answer is you're staying in his word and, and, and just trying to live for the Lord the best you can. That's, the, that's what I would recommend to anyone. Amen. That's a great answer. Sister Kara, do you have anything to add? Well, she said it all. <laughs> I'll just go through my notes. How's that? <laughs> If you are surrounded by negative people, it's time to find some positive and uplifting people. Add them to your life. Who you hang around with, it matters. Be intentional with choosing your friends and those that you allow to influence you. Recognizing or admitting that you make poor decisions is the first step to correcting them. If you typically make bad decisions, slow down with those decisions and pray, read your Bible like she was saying, seek God's direction regarding those decisions. You know, bad decisions can easily breed low self-confidence. So look up scriptures that will help build you up and affirm who you are in Christ. Fill your mind with the goodness of God and his truth about who you are. You are his child. Be thankful for every baby step of progress. Celebrate your small victories. Have a positive mindset. Put Jesus at the center of your life and your home. Listen to some anointed music. Not just any music. No. Anointed apostolic music. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> Listen or read your Bible. That will lift your spirit. Pray and ask God to show you the things in your life or that's in your home that is squashing you spiritually. Post scripture in prominent places in your home to be a continual yes. reminder. Yes. Deuteronomy 6, 9 says, And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. What does that mean? Post it. Put it, make yourself some notes. Go to Hobby Lobby or Mardell's. Get you some scripture plaques. Look at those. Read those. Stick it in your brain. Deuteronomy 28, 6 says, blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. 
How are you blessed? By putting the word in you, praying, letting your mind be guided by what you take in, listening to the scripture, listening to good music. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what I have to say. Amen. Would you like to add anything, Sister Jennifer? So clearly we're all on the same path here. Um, because my notes are, if, you, if everything is to you seems negative, why? It starts with you. It, it just starts with you. Um, look at who you're surrounded with. We've, we've talked about it multiple times. Surround yourself with wise, kind, generous people, um, people that love God. And if you have that negative outlook, you're, that affects every single thing. You, if you have a negative outlook, you could be somewhere beautiful like Hawaii on the beach, and you're going to think, man, it's hot out here. <laughs> there is sand in my feet. It's going to be in my car. So if you have that negative outlook, it, it, it colors everything. So surround your peop- yourself with good people, with people that are looking for the good in life. Um, the scriptures, it's, you know, we hear, we hear it almost every Sunday, be in the book be in the word and it's it's not a you know it's not just a saying do it um so I won't beat a dead horse but it's it is very true look at who's around you what you're putting in you know garbage in garbage out so put good in so good comes out amen that was beautiful that was perfect and as you guys were talking it was like the Lord just quickened me to that scripture if you're surrounded you know by negative people and you've got negative everything and you've you have no other decisions but to make another bad one the Bible says lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil you can literally ask God Lord I've I'm just in a giant mess, and the only way to get out of this mess feels like to make an even bigger mess. He will deliver you. He will literally pluck you out of that and rescue you from it so that you can start making those better decisions. You just have to call on him. And wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, those are the things that God loves to give. You just have to ask for them. You have to ask the Lord. You have to pray for it. So thank you, ladies, for sharing your insight, your personal testimonies. It's been a blessing. Ladies, can we just give Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.